There's just no consistency to it. It seems like whichever way the popular economic breeze blows, that's the side that everybody moves toward. First, there was going to be no recession, only a soft landing. Then everybody said, oh, yes, there's going to be a recession. And now we're back to, oh, no, there's not a recession again. In times like this, you really need to grab onto something. You really need something to anchor your and ground your analysis so that you don't get caught up in this back and forth all the time. That's what curves are for. And there's lots of curves, and they're, they're absolutely dependable. They've been historically validated. They've proven themselves time and time again, even if economists don't like to look at them and if central bankers don't like the message that they often send. Still, we have a number of tools available for us to look at and say, this is what consensus opinion is. This is what good information is being discounted throughout this massive, monstrous, huge, world-spanning, sophisticated market system. We can talk about any number of curves, and I do over time, but today we'll just talk about the yield curve because the yield curve is something I think everybody knows. They've at least heard about it, especially in the context of recession. Everybody knows what an inversion is. And the thing is, curves aren't going to stay inverted. So you know that when a curve inverts, that's a signal for recession. Even if you're not really sure why or what that actually means, it doesn't matter. On very simple terms, it means that expectations that rates are going to go down. And we have to do a little bit of uh, work on our own to figure out what that actually means. But by and large, when rates are going down, that's usually nothing good in the economy, which is consistent with recession. So curves are inverted, but they don't want to be inverted and they're not going to stay inverted. So one way we can tell how the future is going to play out is when the curve uninverts. Which direction will it be? Will it be uninverted in this direction or what uh, financial traders and people in the industry call the bull steepening case? Or will it, be, uh, will it uninvert in the other direction, which they call the bear steepening case? What do these terms actually mean? And what does that tell us about how the, how the market is thinking the future is about to unfold. What are the balance of probabilities about risks in one direction, inflation like the Fed says, or deflation like everything we see around the rest of the world? What is the market telling us when the curves uninvert? That's the moment that really, really gives us the sense of what's unfolding as it's unfolding. And what does it say that the curves so far, despite all of the stuff that's happened, despite the differences in, in positions throughout the months and throughout the last year, what does it say that the curve has not shifted all that much? When you look at it, it's been remarkably constant. That's, that's a warning sign all its own. So let's unpack bull steepening, bear steepening, what's going on with economists and who can't, can't keep, who can't seem to keep their minds made up about recession risks. But first, I'm Jeff. This is Eurodollar University. Thank you very much for joining me. If you're interested, not only do Eurodollar University have memberships and research subscriptions, we are we're going to be doing a webinar on Friday, September 1st at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. We're going to talk about some stuff that we just can't go over here on YouTube. So you're going to want to make sure to check that out. There'll be a link in the description below. Uh, you can sign up for it. Looking forward to doing it next, it was a two Fridays away. Uh, we still have an anniversary sale going on for a couple more days. It's running out next week. That's on the research subscriptions and the memberships, the deep dive analysis, daily briefing, and of course, Eurodollar University memberships. Check out our website for the information on that. It's all at eurodollar.university.
So you think back to when the curves first inverted. That was way, way, way back in March and April of 2022. Of course, Eurodollar futures did before that in December 2021. But we're going to focus on the yield curve, as I said here today. And the yield curve inverted March and really April 2022. Then it uninverted, then it inverted again. Everybody said, nah, this time is different. Yield curve won't mean inversion. The U.S. economy is strong. Remember what Jay Powell said? Jay Powell said, we don't even pay attention to the yield curve. We look at that thing called the near-term forward spread. And the near-term forward spread is not just steep, it's actually steepening. So forget about recession. We don't see it in the yield curve, or this time the yield curve is going to be wrong. And then, holy crap, stuff happened in the summer of 2022. We get to September and October and a lot more stuff happens and suddenly people are talking about recession and downside risk. The near-term forward spread inverted in November. So we went from, nah, this time is different to, oh, maybe we are going to have a recession. So then popular opinion moved in that direction. At the end of last year, many people, economists, even central bankers were starting to use the R word themselves. But then... Early 2023, what happened? We got a tremendous payroll report, strong U.S. labor market. We got Europe that was rising from, not the ashes, but rising from the prospects of having fallen into an energy crisis. That didn't happen. Europe was going to rebound and sentiment was rising. China, China reopening was going to be huge. It was going to contribute a lot to the global economic euphoria that was taking shape. And we all moved to the other side again. No, no recession soft landing at worst, and a lot of people started saying, not, no landing. We aren't even going to worry about landing. We're not even going to come close to slowing down. But then, back to the other side we went. Remember, March and April, banking crisis, SVB, Credit Suisse, Signature Bank, and suddenly recession is not just back on the table. It's a high probability. Even the Federal Reserve's model said, Oh boy, we're thinking about mild recession as a base case. We've got a credit crunch developing. We've got fallout from the banking crisis. We've got all this stuff to worry about. How can there not be a recession? But then we went back in the other direction. After First Republic failed and everybody was really focused on the banking system and credit crisis, then nothing seemed to happen right away, which everybody said then, okay. We were worried about recession and the fallout. It doesn't seem to be happening. And recency bias kicking in here. If it was going to happen and it didn't happen, that must mean it can't happen. And so now we're back in the camp of there won't be a recession because we haven't seen one yet. And if we, if there was going to be a recession, we would have, with all of these massive headwinds in the global economy's face, we would see a recession. But because it isn't happening in the United States anyway, Therefore, the assumption is it won't happen. Let me give you a good example of what I'm talking about here. There was an economist by the name of Campbell Harvey who wrote a dissertation in 1986 for the University of Chicago. Actually, this is what popularized the yield curve and specifically the inversion of yield curve with recession. What he found was that preceding each recession up until that point, and of course it continued on to the future, you see the yield curve invert, which again, as I said in the introduction, that's consistent with the very basics of the yield curve. When the yield curve's inverted, that means short-term rates are above their longer-term counterparts, which in one sense is the market saying, we expect interest rates to go down from here. That's exactly what the near-term forward spread indicates. It, 
what does the market think about interest rates in the future? And again, thank you to our friends, Anthony Dirks and uh, Daniel Soaks from UNC Wilmington for keeping the near-term forward spread.com open and available for us so you can check it out for yourself. But that's, you know, essentially the message is rates are going down, which is consistent with an economy heading into recession for a variety of reasons. Rates go down for a variety of reasons, not always exclusively about the Federal Reserve and its interest rate policy. It's consistent with lower growth and inflation expectations as well. So you have you have the near term forward spread. You've got you've got yield curve inversions and you've got Campbell Harvey, the economist who put this stuff together and put it on the mainstream menu. And in January of 2023, amidst all of the hey, there's a recession here. It might have been Mr. Harvey who really kicked off the soft landing stuff. What he said in January was. My yield curve indicator has gone code red and it's eight for eight in forecasting recession since 1968 with no false alarms. Uh, Harvey said, who's now a professor at Duke University's Fuqua School of Business. I have reasons to believe, however, that it is flashing a false signal. So even Campbell Harvey, a guy who popularized the yield curve, who put it on the mainstream map is saying in January, 2023, I don't see a recession. And he gave a, a bunch of reasons for it, including how he he um, he adjusts the yield curve for inflation expectations. And therefore, in real terms, or at least in real terms, according to this calculation, the three month rate wasn't actually inverted to the 10 year spread or the 10 year rate. So the spread in real terms wasn't inverted. Therefore, for a number of reasons, including that one, he didn't see a recession from the yield curve or market signals in 2023. But remember, it's not just the one curve. There's a whole bunch of them. But guess what happened? We had Silicon Valley Bank. We had a banking crisis. And by late May of 2023, here's Campbell Harvey all over again. He said the inverted yield curve might be flashing a false recession signal in January. No more. Quote, the question is how deep the recession will be, he now says. So January, false warning in May after the banking crisis, it's, oh yeah, this is definitely a recession. I wonder what his position is today. Is he back in the soft landing camp like a lot of people are moving? Fortunately, we have these curves available for us. We don't have to take the words of economists that are put in the mainstream media to serve a specific purpose. We can do the research ourselves. Thanks again to Soaks and Dirks for putting, to, putting the near-term forward spread calculations out there for the public and the rest of the information that we have from SOFR futures and everything else. If this was the case, if the, if the inflation risk soft landing scenario was actually the case, if that was what the market was perceiving, and you should pay attention to the market. That's the reason why these inversions work out time and time again. There's no false signals because they're discounting information the Federal Reserve is ignoring, that mainstream economists don't want to talk about. We don't have that luxury in the huge, massive euro dollar marketplace that's out there, so it gets priced into the curves. And if the curves were believing in the soft landing scenario, it would be uninverting. Again, we're sticking with just the yield curve here. We would see the bear steepening case play out right now. And what is the bear steepening? Well, the term applies to the perspective of treasury investors. So we would see short-term rates rise maybe a little bit, but long-term rates, they would rise a lot. Because remember, the yield curve, like any curve, does not want to be upside down. It wants to be modestly upward sloping. That's natural, that's normal. 
And if we're going to normalize in one direction or another, the curve has to uninvert. And in the soft landing scenario, it would uninvert in the bear steepening case. So you have modest increase in short-term rates from where they are now, but really it's the long end of the curve that pushes way up. Or which side it would be? This side. The long end of the curve pushes way up so that it's now upward sloping again, but it's upward sloping at a much higher nominal level. So that's why it's referred to as bear steepening because it's very bearish to someone who owns U.S. Treasuries or interested in owning U.S. Treasuries. However, it is exceptionally bullish for everything else. It would be bullish for the world. It would be bullish for the economy. It would be bullish for stocks and everything else if that's what the, if the yield curve shifted. If we're going to uninvert in the bear steepening case, it's bullish for the rest of the world. If, however, the market says, no, we don't see the soft landing. We actually see the recession and worse that we've all been worried about and pricing into this inverted curve all along. We would see the bull steepening on the yield curve. And the bull steepening would be where short-term rates drop and long-term rates drop. But short-term rates drop much faster than long-term rates do, which would go like this. So the curve would again be upward sloping, but it would be upward sloping at a much lower nominal level. And so that would be bullish for treasury investors, but it would be bearish for practically everyone else around the rest of the world because nothing good happens when you see a bull steepening on the curve. If we're inverted to such a heavily heavy degree, steepening out in that direction means that short-term interest rates aren't just dropping, they're going to be dropping considerably. And as we've been talking about, as Campbell Harvey put together in his dissertation, Falling short-term interest rates that normalize a curve at a lower nominal level so that they're upward sloping again, that's nothing good. So bullish for U.S. Treasuries, but bearish for the rest of the world. And despite everything that has happened this year in one direction or another, we started out with recession risk. Then we got into soft landing with the January payroll report and retail sales and everything else that happened. Europe, Europe's economy sentiment was rising they're going to rebound china reopening all that stuff the yield curve was stayed inverted didn't move in one direction or another. there was no confirmation by a bear steepening case remember bearish for treasury market investors bullish for the rest of the world didn't happen on the yield curve then we got into the silicon valley bank and credit suisse and banking crisis and the yield curve inverted some more and started to head toward the bull steepening case, which would have been bearish for the world. But then it stopped in mid-May. And since mid-May, it's been basically right back to where we were before. So not bull steepening nor bear steepening, but still massively inverted, which means balance of probabilities. The, the world is heading toward the bull steepening case, which is bearish for everyone, which is why we've been talking a lot about China, because this is all globally synchronized. As I said before, when we look at these curves, it's not one or another. There is a consistent signal here, and that signal has remained consistent, even though opinion has moved in one direction and the other, and back again, back and forth, back and forth, all year, all last year, it blows with the popular macroeconomic statistics where the curve's opinions don't change. And the problem that people have with the curve is the same thing that they had with the supply shock case. It's a matter of patience. If it was going to happen, it should have by now. Well, there is no should have when it comes to timing these things. 
The markets are instead, they're still exactly where they were all really going back to last September and October. Again, taking the near-term forward spread, the near-term forward spread says that rates are almost certain to be lower in the future. And that is not the bear treasury case, the bull world case, that's the opposite. So the yield curve is inverted and it's going to uninvert in one direction or the other. And the direction in which it does uninvert will tell us what is happening as it's happening. But as it sits right now, the yield curves are unwavering in their commitment toward the, I hate to use the term, bullish steepening case when it's actually so bearish for everyone around the world. You don't have to like the message, but you really should pay attention to it because it hasn't moved even though recession forecasts constantly have. If you want to see another video about yield curves and other curves, check out the one at the link below me. As always, I thank you very much for joining me. Check us out at the webinar, link below. Thank you to Eurodollar Research subscribers as well as our Eurodollar University members. And until next time, take care.